Hello, and welcome to Inside the HR Office, an Employers Resource Association podcast, where every episode, ERA leaders get together with experts around the human resources industry to talk about hot topics in the space. Let's listen in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the HR Office, an ERA podcast. And today we are talking about a fun seasonal topic. We're going to talk about the unexplained incidences that hit the HR desk, because in this space, you never know what is going to come across our desks to work with. And sometimes those are things that we just plain can't explain. So as always, you have myself, Amanda Mosteller, Director of Talent Development at ERA, and today I am joined by the wonderful Tanya Stark and the illustrious Rebecca Jacobs. Tanya, would you introduce yourself to everybody and let them know what you do with ERA? Okay, thank you, Amanda. Again, my name's Tanya Stark, and I'm a Senior Affirmative Action Compliance Consultant here at ERA. Been here for about two years and um, really enjoying my time here. Thank you. Rebecca? Hi, my name is Rebecca, and I am the General Counsel for Employers Resource Association. I also am in charge of running our Columbus footprint, and I uh, work with Amanda in the talent development space as well. Absolutely. We like to wear many hats at ERA, don't we? (laughs) Yes. Well, We are really excited to talk about this topic today. I don't even remember how it came about a couple of months ago, but we were all on a conversation about something else and this came up and I said, what a great Halloween edition podcast to talk about wonky paranormal type things we've all dealt with in our working and personal lives. And I know Tanya said, I have several, take your pick. So (laughs) Tanya, what, what kind of crazy shenanigans have come across your desk in your career time? Tell us a story. So, well, okay. So there's one time I worked for a production company and it was located inside of an old racquetball facility. And there was really nothing scary about the facility, but it was scary. And, you know, we don't know why. And all of us kind of felt that way. None of us wanted to be there by ourselves. And, you know, we did find out that while it was a racquetball facility, there was a gentleman who had had some kind of a cardiac event and he had died in the building, but um, so it didn't make us feel any better. But, and another thing that happened is that the alarms and the sensors on the lower level were always going off and um, they went off so often and we had been broken into. So the cops would call and they would say, Hey, are you comfortable going downstairs or do you want us to show up? And sometimes we would say, no, we're fine. We think we know what's going on. But other times we're like, you know, I'm not, not comfortable. I'm by myself, you know, you know, come on in, take a look. Mm -hmm. And so um, one morning I was just um, getting there and it was really dark and the sensors had gone off right before I got there. And Um, It was a really dark, stormy day, and I was like, the cops called, and I was like, you know what, come on in, because I'm just not comfortable, you know, going down there, 
And I went ahead and I turned on the lights and these were lights that were, they didn't come on right away. It took a while to heat up. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. so, um, so the cops showed up and I let them in and they were going through the different bays and checking things out. And all of a sudden one of the cops screams and um, the front door. I was like, what happened? And um, so then they come around the corner and they're laughing and they're crying. And I'm like, what happened? It just so happened we were working on a, um, a movie called My Mummy. And we had one of the bays and it was full of life-size mummies in different positions, the plaster, you know, <sighs> mummies um, in different positions. And we had a sarcophagus in there and all that kind of scary stuff for a mummy movie. And he had pulled his gun on one of the plaster mummies. And it, <laughs> you know, he's like, I almost shot a mummy. He's like, he's like, why is it standing up like that? And I'm like, it's just, it's a plaster mummy is for one of our movies. Cause I don't think he realized what we did there. And um, yeah, it, he was just shaking and laughing at the same time. And um, you should have been like, it's just a normal Tuesday. We just have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean a mummy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Um, I have, I have, go ahead. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. And so, you know, the, even the cops were nervous in the building. So, uh, yeah, it was, again, don't know why, but none of us were just comfortable in that building. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting, like, I would request, please, to never have to work here alone. So I'd like someone else with me at all times. And you're like, okay, is that, is that an accommodation? How do, how do you do paranormal accommodations? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's so crazy. There's that show, Paranormal 911, which talks about police officers having to go on calls that don't mm-hmm. make any sense a lot so you have a real life example of that yeah and then my boss he was uh, he was actually my 911 call and one time we had an employee who was homeless and was living down in one of the bays without telling any of us Mm -hmm. and so I called him you know and he's and I'm like I think someone's downstairs you know walk me down so he's on the phone he walks me down and I find the employee in the bathroom underneath the bathroom sink sleeping yeah oh oh I'm like okay well this one's explainable this one yeah yeah I know I can figure out (laughs) well that's crazy that is that would have me very nervous definitely be like I can't work in here by myself at all (laughs) I worked um for an organization that the campus, the organization was 150 years old. It's 156 years old now, I believe. And um, they had a campus. So we moved to a campus and the location of the five of the 13 buildings were original to the campus when we purchased the land. And so that land has to be 100, 7580 years old or more the buildings at this point and so the building that I would provide services and often for our staff members I would go do coaching with our staff members uh, 
was one of the original five buildings and it was a creepy space. It felt just like you're describing, like you just felt on edge the whole time you were in there. We worked with uh, children and so we worked with the youngest age groups that we served. So you had three-year-olds and up and they always say kids can see things, adults can't. And I would be sitting working with a staff member while they're working with kids to be coaching on their performance improvement options and things like that. And seeing some of the kids like look out of the windows and smile at nothing. (laughs) What are they looking at? (laughs) So that would creep our staff out, which they would then start to say they didn't want to work in the building on their own. So if it was after hours and they were completing tickets, they would ask me to come be in the building with them while I did my work as well so that they weren't alone. And I would do that because I had a laptop. I didn't care where I worked from and I was coaching them anyway. So fine with me to sit with them while we were working on things. And a few times they would end up getting finished and leave before I was done. So I'd be in the building by myself then. And the eerie feeling would continue. But the one time that was part one of this two-part story of craziness was, so I'm sitting there in the building by myself after the staff member had left. It was in the winter, so it was like six at night or six in the evening, but dark out because of the time change and everything. And we had two bathrooms outside of the staff office. And you know, when you open a stall door and you kind of swing it too hard and it hits the inside of the bathroom stall wall, that bang noise it makes, I heard that twice. And so I was sitting there like, it's fine. I'm sure that's, I'm sure it's, you know, something hitting a window outside that can't possibly be exactly what it sounds like. It has to be something else. And we had an old desktop computer that none of us used anymore. We all had laptops. So it had been off a month because we all received these laptops. And I'm finishing some work and the monitor, the desktop monitor, the old school ones, you know, we have to push the button, like push it in <laughs> to get the monitor to turn on, not the nice flat screens now. We're talking the old school PCs, everybody. The monitor turned on by itself. And I was like, I'm done. Grab my laptop went to the main building, which was a newer build, <laughs> to finish mm-hmm. our work. I was I was done working in there by myself right now. thought, okay, I get why they don't want to work in here by themselves. So I wouldn't go in that building by myself anymore either. And we had contractors that would come do building maintenance, paving, things that were outside of the scope of our uh, building management uh, and custodial services team. So the custodial services, I never thought about this now that I'm telling this story, because they would do our building first while we were still there. So whoever like cleaned at the end of the day would come as soon as the last of the clients left and do the cleaning and take out the trash while all of us were still working there. So now that I think about it, I bet that was intentional too. (laughs) But we had these contract workers that were coming in to paint and to just do a fresh coat of paint And there was an upstairs half of the building that wasn't even used anymore except for storage. And then the main floor that we did our services on. And the contract was for them to be there during the week at night. So 
So that was the agreement of when they would come, because if they came on weekends, one of our building maintenance staff would have to be there to let them in on weekends. And so we were doing them during the week um, in the evening. And apparently, they were two painting guys that were in the building. So they worked in pairs. And one of them, they were both painting and they would hear on the main floor, they'd be painting and they would hear walking upstairs. So they thought somebody was working late or custodial services had come in to do something and they kept hearing it. So they went upstairs because they thought, or maybe somebody's broken in, they weren't quite sure. So they went upstairs and didn't see anybody. And so they decided to put in like play music and things to kind of drown out any noise. And I guess one of them was up on a ladder painting the upper half of the hallways in the rooms. And one was on the floor, like just painting the bottom half. And the gentleman on the ladder apparently turned around and said, stop pushing me thinking the gentleman that was painting the floor was pressing on his lower back to push him forward. But the gentleman painting the floor was at a different side of the hallway and not near him at all. So oh. they apparently closed up that night. Like the one guy was like, that's it. I'm done. Cause something is touching my back and like pushing on it. And it feels like a hand on my back pushing me. And the other gentleman wasn't anywhere near him. So he, they both immediately like, grabbed the ladders, sealed up their paint cans, walked out and came to their facilities contact who had to come to the HR team because they were like, we have this contract. They don't want to meet the expectations of the contract. We're happy to switch it, but it's going to mean having somebody come in on weekends. So we need to figure out hours and things like that. But it was funny because we were like, why won't they work at night? Like, why do they want to change the terms? And they were telling us the story and we were all like, huh and the director of the facilities was like they're adamant they're refusing to go back in this night they are insisting we change their schedule or we'll have to find different contractors and we just want to finish out this painting job but it was definitely when we all just kind of sat there like okay i guess you know if they don't want to work with the ghosts we'll just have them come during the daytime on a saturday well, they're finished, but it was <laughs> it was funny listening to our us talk through like hours and <laughs> schedules and flexing things around and who's going to be willing to come and figure all these things out because they didn't want to work with the ghosts in the building anymore. <laughs> it was crazy. Rebecca, yeah, that's my story. Rebecca has a... That's awesome. And what does it say about me that as you're talking about the contract, I'm thinking about the, the breach of contract consequences and, you know, do we have to give them any kind of, yeah. you know, hazard pay for having to work with ghosts? But anyhow, so I digress. Yeah. Um, so what language to put in there. <laughs> and if spirits bother you, this might not be the job for you. Right. <laughs> Um, so what happened to me was back when I was working at the law firm, um, and this would have been in probably the early 2000s, like sometime between 2000 and 2009, I went down, I was in Columbus and our office, our law firm had its headquarters in Cleveland. We had branches 
in a lot of places, including Cincinnati. And I think we were down there because we were going to be doing some big HR law, um, like seminar, in-person seminar the next morning. That's usually why we would be like a big group of us would be down there. And we were all staying downtown, even though our presentation was going to be out at the there's some union terminal or something like that really nice old fashioned building with like lots of museum -y type stuff in there. Um, so we've got a really great space there but anyhow so we we met the night before and we're all staying in the same hotel and we were in downtown Cincinnati and we decided we're going to walk across the um, or walk outside and get to I think rock bottom brewery for dinner. And so we all meet at the hotel yeah. and we start walking and it's dark because it's it's winter, it's fall, it's spring, something like that, but it's dark out. And I look up into the sky and there um, in the sky, it was, I would say, um, and you might want, people listening to this are probably going to look up the shape. It was an isosceles trapezoid shaped object in the sky, all black. It had four large circles of lights, um, the like like red, yellow, blue, and green, or something like that. Like the the two lights on the bottom, like the larger part of the trapezoid, were bigger, and the two on the top were smaller. And um, it was just it was just stationary in the sky. And I had never seen anything like that before, and I was completely freaked out. And so I was walking with we were walking with all the other. Uh, people over to the um, the restaurant. We get in there, and I think at some point I I ask them, you know, did you guys see something like that? And they're all kind of like, yeah, well, no, no, whatever, whatever. So I was really scared about walking back to the hotel. I'm like, what if it's still there? And we walked mm -hmm. when we back walked back to the hotel. I did see it. I did see it again, but it was like smaller, so it must have been further up in the sky so that was really freaky and the fact that no one else like was like freaked out about it i think is what scared me the most like how do you not see this giant unidentified flying object that's what that is <laughs> crazy but it was hard to, to focus on the conference and the presentation at that point. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that I spent like the first couple nights, first couple hours of the evening when I was trying to fall asleep, like scared about, you know, what is this happening? We grew up on the X-Files and we know what happens next. I've seen the show. <laughs> yeah, I would spend exactly. the whole night up. I'd be Googling Rebecca. <laughs> Go this pre like chat forums where you could see like did anyone else just see the big thing yeah. in the sky this was i think this is definitely pre-twitter so oh okay <laughs> that's crazy did you say rebecca you had a story about someone who didn't do a background check at a haunted house or something oh yeah yeah so it was a it was a news story that there is a, a woman who was working. She was one of the actresses in a haunted house. And she somehow figured out that one of her co-scene actors was um, a convicted sex offender. And, you know, and there are kids like oh. coming through this, this haunted house. So she would routinely get up from her scene, leave her scene, go to the other scene, just kind of keep an eye on the person. And she ended up quitting. And the news station went out to interview the owners of the um, haunted house just to find out you know what happened because they did say you know we we are open to hiring um you know felons and things like that and um and they they admitted that they didn't do background checks 
seasonal employees or not, that is an important piece of the hiring puzzle. Goodness gracious, that's crazy. A UFO, some spirits, some alarms. Tanya, I know you said you had a few other um, examples. You were like, yeah. take your pick of a story. Yeah, here's one, and it's kind of in the news. Uh, there was a, there's a high school in Dayton, and it has a history of hauntings. There was an incident, I think, back in the 50s or 60s, where a school teacher was found murdered and drowned in the swimming pool that was in the basement of the school. And mm. apparently, there had been supposedly there was a relationship with a a student that was happening and um they were thinking that you know it was a um maybe that individual had drowned her but it has this history of hauntings and when i was working for the school district i have one of the admins call me one day and she's like we did something and i feel really bad and i'm like what did what did you do she's like well one of the girls you know i think she was like a sophomore um, come into the office and she's just hyperventilating and she's crying and she said someone shoved her in the hallway and they were like well who shoved you and she's like there was no one there I turned around there was no one there and she's crying and they're kind of like laughing it off and they're you know oh she's just wanting to get out of class or something like that and um, so and they were you know, kind of cold. And they were like, just go back to your class. You're fine. Mm -hmm. And um, the kid did. They had someone walk her. And they were like, you know, we should, we have video. They thought they were going to catch her and, you know, goofing mm -hmm. off or something like that. And they pulled up that video and they could actually see her shirt, her sweatshirt being moved and her being pushed forward. Like some, like someone had taken their hand and shoved her on the back of her shoulder, and and they were just I like, oh, like all over my body. I know, and they were like, we were so mean to that kid. We just, we thought for sure she was goofing off and just wanted to get out of class. And yeah, yep, it actually happened, and they have a video of it. As if our educators in today's world don't have enough yeah. of regular bullying to deal with in schools. <laughs> now there is paranormal bullying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Oh my goodness. It's exciting. I know exciting in a crazy kind of way. I know I've had one team member come to me of an incident at our ERA building in Cincinnati. Oh. And she said, <laughs> um, you know the story? No, I that don't. Building is, so that building is is not really, it's only creepy when you're kind of in there by yourself because you're in a building by yourself, you know, and, and I think any building has its noises, but um, we have these clocks, good old analog clocks, you know, quote unquote, old school <laughs> above each of the doors in the training room. And they're all directly above the exit signs. So she was in the building before anybody else had gotten there setting up one of the training rooms because we had a training that day and she said she had her back to it but she heard like a lifting noise 
like something kind of scrape against the wall. And then she turned around to see the clock that was above the door come out forward instead of just falling straight down. Like if the, if it got bounced or jarred off of the hook, you would think it wouldn't come out. It would kind of bounce downward, but come out and then fall flat on the face of the clock on the floor. She was like, instead of it hitting the exit sign because it fell off of the nail or whatever it's in and bouncing, it cleared the exit sign and then fell. And she was like, I wasn't near the door. Like, I don't understand. I was in the room. I don't understand what jarred it. There was no one else in the building and the clock flew off the wall at her. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, nope. So, it me. <laughs> I'd be calling you from the parking lot. She- she did. She did. I told it and she was in her car. <laughs> She's like, yeah. oh, wait. So she no longer shows up uh, before she shows up around when I do and kind of emhaws until going in. But it's funny because I know there's a couple of our team members that don't like being in that building unless somebody else is there. So. Yeah. What uh, I think, yeah. What I think is so interesting is that when you are at, in a building and there is some kind of like a paranormal event or something, they come to HR. I mean, you know, normally know. we're like the last person to hear anything. And, um, but boy, if it's anything like paranormal, they're like, hey, Tanya, can you go check that out? I'm like, hey, I'm not an exorcist. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm a lady. <laughs> Why are you sending me? This is not was not in my other duties as a signed bullet of my job description. That's right. Does not count. <laughs> Paranormal investigator. That should be a line item yeah. now in every yeah. HR person's job description. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I want to thank each of you for joining me today for this super fun topic. I enjoy this one. This one is my favorite. But Halloween is also my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And if you are listening out in the world, I bet you have got some fantastic stories of your own paranormal HR experiences, and we would love to hear them. Feel free to shoot me an email at A-M-O-S-T-E-L-L-E-R at E-R-A-H-R.org. That's A-M-O-S-T-E-L-L-E-R at E-R-A-H-R.org. Let us know you hear us, and we'd love to commiserate with you on your story. Until next time, thank you, ladies, for a great episode. And we will talk to everybody soon. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Inside the HR Office podcast. See you next time.